everyone and welcome back to on the range podcast with warhawk tactical and kelly defense i am mark kelly and as always i'm joined by my co-host and friend rick hogg from warhawk tactical how's it going buddy man it's going great mark just want to thank the viewers listeners out there for giving us your most precious commodity your time to tune in hey man i'm gonna throw a uh, apology out there i've been super busy with a bunch of stuff going on so i uh, apologize for not being super active but i will tell you this that's all gonna change Right. So I uh, mm. got some time now back at the house, not running around on the road. Uh, that will all come up here in 2024 without a doubt. But uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, but just want to thank you, the viewers, listeners out there for giving us your time to tune in. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, patrons, we couldn't do this thing without you guys. Appreciate your support. Uh, by the way, stand by. We'll have some added content for our patrons. Don't forget, guys, do us a huge favor. Swing by. Uh, whatever platform you're listening to, make sure you hit that subscribe like button. Since you're out there on the interwebs, swing by warhog.com, kellydefense.com. Sign up for those newsletters. Trust me, we will not inundate you because, <laughs> heck, dude, if I can't podcast, I can't sit there and put out um, newsletters. However, I had I did do a couple, right? We'll do a couple uh, just so people are tracking. Uh, my code for Aimpoint did change, so it's no longer Warhog 5. So now it's Warhog 6. 24 that's their doings not mine hmm. um so just <laughs> yeah uh i guess this thing changes every six months so just be aware uh probably around mm. may june time frame that thing will swap again so you don't want to miss out on those great savings from over there at any point but uh yeah we'll try to keep you guys up to date there will be a newsletter coming out here shortly with some uh 2024 dates uh, i'm just trying to get everything all ginned up on the website uh you know as an entrepreneur man it's always something so get to do some uh, mm. web development course design stuff and uh, yeah we'll get those uh those courses out to you guys yeah wherever you are thank you for making us part of your day we are so proud and happy that all of you are spending your time with us we can't thank you enough like rick said and as always this episode is brought to you by the firearms train notebook there's others out there that try to do, but it's not the firearms training notebook. One percent better every day, and uh, you know what? The sales have been really solid, so I hope everybody's you know enjoying it. We also just released uh, a second edition that has some ad additional things. That mm -hmm. it, the book itself is still pretty much the same, right, Rick? But we do have some things in there that just a little bit of oversights from us putting out this thing uh, earlier last or this year. So yeah. or no, it was actually last year. I think we've been here over a year now. Yeah. So. Yeah, so hopefully that'll make some good additions. And I know we're trying to come up with some other bindings to make it a little more field friendly. We're still working on that. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, man, it, even if we put the spiral binding on there, it's still going to be the same great product that is the firearms training notebook. You know, you want to talk about that for a second, Rick? We had some things we added. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because again, when we first got it and I first started using it, uh, we wrote it together. I messed it up, right? So on the Warhog self-eval, I was putting my times going down versus going across. But it, it's really become a staple of all of our courses. Um, it's not, yeah. you know, I don't want to sit there and go, hey, it's mandatory. Uh, but it's a great piece of kit, right? So we recommend you get a copy. Uh, typically, depending where we're at, if we're driving, we'll have extra copies. If somebody doesn't 
they haven't purchased it beforehand, but it's a staple of our courses. Right from the Jump Street, man, you're going to get data in there. And then throughout the course, you're going to input data into that book so that now when you go home, you've got some data to look at and go, hey, what do I need to work on? Where's my areas that um, I'm kind of lacking? And just put your good dry fire, live fire effort into there and having your plan for it. That's the whole purpose of the book, right, is to have a plan. So you can sit there and willy nilly go, hey, I'm going to go to the range or I'm going to dry fire or do something. Well, what are you doing? It's no different when you go into the gym, do your back and buys, right? Back and buys Monday and back and buys Tuesday, right? Come on, man. Um, this gives you a tool to lay it out prior to, and then, oh, by the way, see your improvement, or maybe you're having some dramas with something, right? Um, so just a fantastic, you know, piece of kit, easy to stick in your range bag. Don't leave home without it. And yeah, you know, track your progress. Yeah. Some little things that we tweaked it. We're really happy with it. So go out there oh, and check it out. You know, yeah. it's all about being performance driven. Go ahead, buddy. No, I, I didn't even talk about the, the changes in there. It's yeah. So simple things like <laughs> thumbing through going, Hey, go to page. Oh yeah. We forgot page numbers. <laughs> so it, it's yeah. a little oversight, right? You know, but again, it's important when you sit in there, especially when we start the course, Hey, talking about the book, um, just page numbers will just make it that much easier for guys, uh, at least for that first little section to kind of get through and go from there. So, yeah, I think that was the biggest, uh, yeah. biggest thing. A couple little addition, you know, QR codes for videos, uh, especially how to work a pro timer. Cause a lot of guys don't either own one or don't understand how to manipulate it, at least for the pack pro timer. I can't speak for everything else. And then a, a video in there that just me talking about, Hey, this is how we use the book. So, uh, and it's, I'm super excited for this because um, we did a project officer survival with Pantheo Productions, um, Grizzly Targets, ICC ammo. So it was a Warhog performance pistol on steel. We shot all steel. And whenever that comes out, you guys will actually see those guys working the book. So um, great students, great guys, but just that, uh, like I said, Mark, super proud of that piece of kit that we came out with just to help people make themselves mm -hmm. 100% better every single day. Yeah. yeah. It's all about being performance driven and uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. So mm -hmm. uh, a lot of good uh, feedback, you know, came out of it and it wasn't a whole lot of things that needed to be different, but this page numbers is certainly going to make it a lot, <laughs> lot easier for us. So yeah. 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 yeah it buddy. is what it is. And I, I'm hey. sure there'll be other things we're going to want to add in there to make it better. That's all. It's all about being 1% better every single day. So yeah, we got man. a incredible topic, you mm -hmm. know, you know, here's one thing I want to kind of get into first though. Okay. So I think you and I are smart enough to know, and we've talked about this before that all of our listeners, you know, if they're not being entertained, mm -hmm. if they're not being entertained, if they don't find it enjoyable to listen to, why, why listen, no matter how good the information is or sure. the, the stuff that we're passing along. So we kind of tend to err on the side of entertainment without, you know, sacrificing any of the validity of what we're saying. Mm -hmm. And this is how we believe. And we, we say what we think. And this is well, one of those topics that I think I, I, people I'm might pause. be interested in hearing. Yeah. I'm going to pause you right there, Mark. Yeah. We say what we think mm -hmm. because we've got that right. Oh, by the way, we're podcasting. Oh, we yeah, can right. say what we can say whatever we want, right? A lot of people, and it was funny um, during the holiday seasons, you know, chatting with some of my family members, and and the word politically correct somehow came up. I was like, whoa, there's no such thing, right? I'll say what I want, and 
we need to understand as Americans, we've got that right. Now, mm -hmm. there's platforms out there that manipulate it. And that's why we drive people to the websites to sign up for the newsletters, right? I control what my newsletter is saying. I can't control social, what to get deactivated again or get this post. Nobody's going to see it because it has a, a picture of a firearm in there. Oh, give me a break. Project officer survival, everything about training law enforcement officers. Nope. Can't promote, can't promote. So on that note, brother, we'll say what we want because we have the God-given rights as Americans. And, oh, there it is right there, Constitution of the United States. Boom. <laughs> Check out First Amendment, freedom of speech. Bam. Done. So anyway, buddy, I, I had to inject that. You got me fired up. So there you go, guys. Don't forget that. Don't ever let these savages get in your head to go, you can't say what you want. Say whatever you want, right? Bottom line. Yeah. And, and that's that's kind of a piece of this as well, because we're going to talk a little bit about the back end. This is going to be a series that we're going to do. There's not going to be no hard schedule on it, but we will talk about it. We're going to we're going to broach the subject here because it's it's kind of different now. It's kind of different now, Rick. And the subject is UFO sightings. Mm -hmm. I know completely out of our wheelhouse about what we normally talk about, sure. but not really when we kind of tie this into what you were just alluding to. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, you know, they call them UAPs now, unidentified aerial phenomena. And I'm telling you right now, I think that is piece of, of some of the manipulation and some of the things that are coming out as well. That's, that is not, that's not pop culture. What? That's by why, design. Why exactly? Why are we changing words? Why are we taking UFOs? And, come on. Right. Uh, I yeah. mean, there's got to be the, a reason. Well, there's there's the reason is this. The reason is Uncle Sugar covered it up for years and some whistleblowers came forward. And there are congressional hearings that you can go check out, you know, online where you've got yep. U.S. government employees that will tell you straight up. I think they dubbed them. um non-human uh man I'm, I'm drawing a blank to the word um basically non-human whether they're uh craft or beings i think that's what it was non-human beings um but yeah i mean it's out yeah. there Pe people have questioned it you know for years and all of a sudden you know 2023 comes to light that yep all these people weren't you know uh, weren't wrong. So the, the cover up only lasted so long. What's the benefits we've gotten out of it? I don't really know. Um, but it's, it's interesting that why are we changing names? People know what UFOs yeah. are, right? Why are we, why are we changing them? Yeah. And you know what? That doesn't even, that's a great piece of this is it doesn't really make the sightings any more valid or any more convincing or any, but why, why are the steps being taken and why are the things coming out the way that they're coming out and why are they choosing, choosing words like UAPs instead or uh, acronyms like UAPs instead of UFOs? Why are they switching that up? In my opinion, and we'll get to, I think that in itself is a whole show. Mm -hmm. And I think breaking down each of these whistleblowers and some of these other folks who come out, and this has been happening for decades, right? Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah. You know, we're going to talk about that as a piece too, and then actually talk about individual sightings and stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. It'll go throughout the year, and I think it'll be a good thing to talk about. But mm -hmm. I kind of want to get into this. Everybody knows that 
you know, back in 19, I think it was uh, 1947, Roswell, New Mexico, New Mexico, there was a disturbance where there was a incident that the military responded to, collected some items. Some of the witnesses that said that this would look like a flying saucer. Mm-hmm. Some of the military personnel had indicated that they'd handled the materials and they had strange properties and all these other things. But a lot of people don't know that there was actually a couple of well-known sightings before that. We're not talking about ancient history and all the ancient document, ancient mm-hmm. alien stuff. We're talking about current U.S. history. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy, I, gosh, I can't remember his name. He was a pilot. But it was, I think it was in the same year earlier than uh, Roswell or maybe just the year before where he's flying up around Mount Rainier and he sees a fleet of something. And he's the one that said, you know, they look like a saucer. Mm-hmm. And then the newspapers ran with it. And that's how we, they coined the phrase flying saucer. And he was a very good witness. He was a longtime pilot. I think he was a military guy, longtime pilot and came back and gave this account where he saw multiple objects that were flying around Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. He was able to just by picking points on the map, determine that he thought they were going, you know, close to a thousand miles an hour, which back then we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So before Roswell, this stuff was happening. So this was all in the the mind of the people when this happened. So that can play into it a lot, but they handled it as well. They said it was a Mylar balloon or whatever it was, weather balloon. They had some, mm-hmm. it l- literally looked like aluminum foil. It was all janky picture. Yep. And they said, yeah, nothing, nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here, folks. So that's when it kind of all started with this conspiracy well, it, uh, theory stuff. I want to hear your take on the Roswell stuff. Right. So I'm, I'm going to predate, right? So it actually goes back to the 20s, I believe, is the first kind of documented recovery of something. Now, you got to think, as we as technology kind of improves or communication improves, now information starts coming out there. So you got to think going back to Roswell. You know, newspapers, you know, kind of got into the print. I don't think the 20 stuff um, got really any type of attention, but Roswell did, right? Because, hey, man, something happened. Military's doing something. They're policing up stuff. You know, people are more talking to the press and, you know, this quote unquote craft, you know, but then goes to weather balloon. And and now you kind of got um, United States government playing some damage control, trying to go, all right, hey, what's the what's the ploy? What's the, the story? And they went with the weather balloon, you know, um, plenty of different eyewitnesses, you know, during that time that either were there, policed up material, did whatever. Um, so how do you dispute that? Well, you just cover it up, right? All right. Hey, the weather balloon theory, it kind of stuck it. You know, that was, I think Roswell was kind of the, the catalyst for people to go, hmm, is there something more going on here that we're not aware of? You know, and then you got to think, right? You, you know, you look at just pop culture, for example, right? Seventies, um, close encounters of the third kind, right? Who, who would think that? Like, who, whose brainchild? All right, hey, we're interacting with uh, with somebody else. You know, we've we've always had something to do with space. You know, obviously in the the Cold War era, you know, space race was a big deal. Yes, part of that was you know just missile, you know, or rocket technology, not so much missile technology, but they kind of played hand in hand, um, you know, Soviets launched Sputnik, you know, oh my God, they can put stuff into space. Can we put ICBMs? It changes everything, right? Then it was the whole space race to go to the moon. Okay, cool. So we've always had, you know, these questions as far as space and what's up, but Roswell was that catalyst to really get people to go, hmm. Now, granted, you go from 47 
2023, finally, the government goes, or let's say the government said anything, whistleblowers come forward kind of going, yeah, man, this, this stuff is for real. And there you have it. So to me, it's, you have to take everything, you, you know, you got to look at everything and kind of make your own determinations, right? It's doing your own research. If you sit there and something happens, okay, cool. What else can you find fact-wise to go, is this a possibility or not? Do we, you know, are we able to pull technologies? People have said we have. All right, well, if we have, why do we still kind of have the technologies? You know, are we just not sophisticated enough to get some of the mobility platforms that have kind of crashed here for whatever reason, you know, to kind of reverse engineer and get, you know, the performance that these crafts are doing or people have, have witnessed and saw. So uh, yeah. def- definitely interesting. Uh, definitely one of those that, man, the skirt's been lifted. Now what? You know, so yeah. it, it's like they kind of said it, but now it's all right. It, it, it's almost like when you reveal something, all right, cool, comes out. Yep, they're real. Then all of a sudden it's something else takes over and people forget. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, in the fifties and the sixties, you had the, uh, the abductions cases, like real crazy mm-hmm. cases that come out mm-hmm. um, and, you know, very believable. And that's, I think that's one of the things too. And of course we haven't really gotten into what we believe yet. We're just talking about how things have kind of shaken out mm-hmm. is, you know, how you see these things, you're like, Oh, you hear these stories and these are, you know, just awesome dramatic and and wild stories and then you start to see and hear from the people who either saw it or are whistleblowers or whatever and they're 100 not only believable but in any other aspect of their life they'd be very reliable mm-hmm. they're very good at what they do they're very respectable they have a lot more to lose than to gain by saying these things and then you start to wonder well man yeah, I mean, that's pretty dramatic, but then the numbers start to grow. And then you have a guy, what was that guy's name that Joe Rogan had on a couple times who used to work for Los Alamos? Um, oh. Uh, and he's been on several things now. Yeah. Oh, uh, Bob Lazar. Yep. Bob Lazar. Yep. So you have a guy like this come out, and he starts talking about some of these things that he worked on, and it was compartmentalized, mm-hmm. so he talked to other people. But then he said that he indicated that the United States was working on these things. So then you start to think, oh, okay, well, maybe this is all us. Maybe this is all us. But I can tell you right now, with all the the caliber of people that are reporting this and the cal- caliber of people who are seeing things in the sky, mm-hmm. just like you and me, there's something. It's it's not nothing. Sure. You know, it's it, they're not mistaking it for strange things because now they got these cameras that'll actually detect movement in the sky and tell you exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes these things are coming up saying, yeah, we don't have a database for that. Yep. So it, it's, it's crazy when the, the witnesses and the folks that are reporting this are, you know, very based, they're not crazy mm-hmm. and they got nothing, nothing more to gain by it. They have a lot to lose by it. Yeah. And, and it's one of those where I think as technology increases, cause you got to think there were some clear hoax, uh, I think back in the, the 60s and 70s when they really start looking at some of these photographs that were taken, um, going, oh, yeah, you can kind of see this wire that they really didn't occlude in the, this photo taken, right? So some of these have been debunked. But pretty much everyone's got a tool this day and age to capture 
some type of video. Right. Yeah, they're carrying around in their hand. Exactly. So when you sit there and go, I think it was the, um, they dubbed it the Arizona Lights. You know, you had all these people recording. Yes. You know, these lights doing certain things. Now, they say they were saucers. Nope, they were just lights in the sky. But they did some things that we cannot do in any of our aircraft current day. So leads you to believe, okay, hey, what's it, it's something, right? What is it? I don't know. And that's the whole, that's we got to sit there and, and, all right, what are these lights doing, right? It, it would be one thing if it's one person. Okay, maybe. When you got multiple from multiple different angles, now you're going to go, all right, they saw something. What was it? Nobody said it was saucers, right? They all, all go, it was a light formation doing something. So making movements that are not humanly possible with the, the current technology we have. Yeah. And you know, so you have like this Bob Lazar guy, and I think he was the one that said, yeah, that the main power source of this or an integral power source of this technology that the United States is reverse engineering, that he personally worked on some parts of it. Mm -hmm. It was some element M18 or something, some crazy element that it wasn't on the periodic chart. Mm -hmm. It wasn't on there. It did not exist. And then what was it? 10 years ago, it came out. Oh yeah, we got this element called this, and someone said, "Hey, wasn't that the guy Bob Lazar said this like 15 years ago that that existed?" And every, you guys all tried to you know put him out of business and yeah. all this other stuff. So then those start things start to happen, and then it starts to make me think. Let's say okay, he's admitting that that the United States at the time or whoever this entity that he was working for is trying to reverse engineer this stuff, mm -hmm. right? Maybe they are the ones. Who are releasing these bits out maybe they are the ones that are allowing someone like a bob lazar to pass by a hanger that's got something cool in it you know hey don't don't look that way don't look at the, that hanger but of course everybody's going to and then mm -hmm. they come out and they start maybe that's their you know misinformation or their control of the narrative and that this stuff really is us and it's not extraterrestrial it's not coming from somewhere else i mean that that's a possibility they I guess what we're trying to say or trying to explore is there what is the United States or the intelligence agencies who's at, you know overseeing the the release of this information what lengths are they not willing to go to either a collect information mm -hmm. or to control the narrative and I tell you what I think they're willing to go all the way well, if you know what I'm saying 100% Let, let's you know you bring up that Pandora's box and we'll pop it for a second Let's look at the Kennedy assassination, right? Pretty much anyone that had anything to do with that is dead, right? Why hasn't the documents been released? Why are they still classified? What is being hidden? You know, and I've got my assumptions, right? I'll just keep those to me. But why haven't they been released? So there's always going to be something to protect. And I, I got it, you know, uh, when it comes to national security, 100%, right? I, I'm not looking mm -hmm. for the U.S. government to divulge everything. But let's think about it. Kennedy assassination, 63, man. Anyone that had something to do with that, you know, is either gone or they are very up there in their age. But why haven't we said anything why, why hasn't those documents been released it's controlling a narrative why right yeah if you're got to be a reason well if, if you're well it, it goes back to 
your stories, Oswald was it, right? And you can, and, and again, I'm not going down conspiracy theory. I'm just looking at facts as I know them, right? Go to Daily Plaza. Go take a look there. Go put all the pieces together from all the different witness testimony, and it doesn't add up. Look at the final shot pattern, right? Look at the autopsy where rounds came from. What's going on? Okay. I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll just take yeah. it, you know, I'll, I'll just take it there and go, hey, you know, the Zapruder film and the headshot to me can only come from one way. So, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of folks that are like, well, you know, the government's typically terrible at everything. So how in the world can they keep this secret? Okay. That, that's a good, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Agreed. But I think it'd be a heck of a lot easier to keep a secret when you're controlling everything about the information. Sure. It'd be a heck of a lot easier. You know, we have, we're thinkers for the most part, and you're gonna have people that are automatically gonna say, ah, they probably just, you know, it was just something that bounced off the sun. It was in a distance and, and they'll come up with a, a rational explanation on their own. Okay. Fine. Mm -hmm. I actually heard Andy Stumpf uh, talk on a podcast about this type of stuff. And he was talking about one of the, I think it was, uh, was it Garouche or uh, David Garouche? He was one of the whistleblowers and he made a very good point. And he's like, you know, Hey, that, that level of security, security clearance that he had, it was so compartmentalized that it really couldn't, he, you know, it's not, not blowing up my skirt, you know, that type of level of uh, security clearance he had. Okay. Fair enough. But everything is going to depart. Uh, compartmentalized everything. Mm -hmm. So all the information is not going to be held by any one person. And the information that you got from someone or that you think isn't in your department, that's good. That came from someone else as well. So that doesn't surprise me at all. No, that doesn't make this person, what he's saying, un, uh, you know, automatically being false no, you, or you, wrong. You put the pieces together, right? So, right. so you take kind of all the whistleblowers, and that's what we're calling him nowadays. I guess you call Bob Lazar back in the day. He was a whistleblower, right? Came out and said, hey, yeah, here's what's up. Although everyone said, hey, who's this Fruit Loop, right? That, that was the, you know, nobody nobody believed him. Nobody wanted to because he was like the lone guy. But now you have multiple coming up there. And it's just one of those that yeah. that when there's one, you can sit there and, and draw questions. All right. Is what he's saying making sense? Is it not? Could it be? Yeah, maybe. But now, you know, you look at the congressional hearings, numerous different individuals. Yeah. You know, so it makes you believe, okay, cool. You know, we're obviously, and I get it. If we were hiding that information because we wanted to have certain technology that other, you know, countries, we didn't want them to have. I get it. Right. Understand. But it's like the gig, yeah. the gig's kind of up now. Maybe it's something we can't yeah. reverse engineer if we've got it. Maybe we can't. Maybe it's out of our wheelhouse at current technologies to do that. Maybe that's part of this whole push for AI to try to get something to reverse engineer if we've got something. You know, how do we how do we get yeah. to where we need it? And maybe it's it's all preparation for the release of it so that it actually does come out or it's seen during a next huge conflict or something or like hey, what the heck is that mm -hmm. you know maybe so because let's let's face it that you know the U2 or the uh, the B2 mm -hmm. the spirit the um what was it the SR71 blackbird all those mm -hmm. all those had 
misinformation campaigns that were oh. trying to keep those things secret for for the well, lo- for how long for since before, when the Cold War started, right? Yeah. Well, well, look at look at this, right? And and I hate the word misinformation, right? It, it, it's it's such a counterintelligence, yeah, whatever. It, it's yeah. A, misinformation is such a new term, right? That mm-hmm. it can be my opinion. My opinion can be dubbed misinformation, right? So I I don't like it. Uh, counterintelligence would be a better one, right? So we'll use a prime yeah. we'll, we'll use a prime example. Um, when Gary Powers got shot down in his U two over uh, over Soviet Union, it was pilot error. Well, the truth be known, we didn't think Soviet Sams could get that altitude. Well, they weren't going to say he got shot down because then would basically sit there. And again, from a counterintelligence standpoint, we would tell the Soviets, hey, we right. know their missiles can go to 70,000 feet. So we sit there and go, yeah, he was a, a jank pilot that crashed his bird over the Soviet Union. And, and his son's been trying to do damage control on that ever since his dad was killed in 79 in a, in a helicopter crash. You know, it's, it's yeah. because they, they freaking, they drug him through the mud. And that, that was yeah. the whole premise was if we we throw Gary Powers under the bus and say he was a crappy pilot, well we're not admitting right. that now. But he's flying the U two. Yeah, exactly. He's a yeah he's a crappy pilot, but he's flying and, our our best technology yeah. we have. Yeah, sure. It, at that time, and that was a whole driving factor, right. you know, for the SR seventy one. You look at the whole, you know, spy aircraft deal, go faster, higher. Yeah. Uh, again, trying to beat the Soviet Sam's there, but. That's, yeah, that's a classic. I mean, even the one seventeen, uh, even the one seventeen Nighthawk, mm-hmm. even them. Yeah, you know the stealth bomber. I mean, now those those right now. I mean, no one knew those existed, and all of a sudden they're there. You know, yeah. so who knows? Well, who knows? But again, there was stuff in place to make that seem that that didn't exist, and people are crazy, and you're not seeing nothing. Sure. You know, that could have been those triangular shaped UFOs for for decades could, while they were testing that. Could have been right, and, and that's yeah. And and here's the thing. I'll go back to what I said originally. I'm good with the U.S. government doing counterintelligence, right? Putting out information that is against whatever to protect our secrets. But not a problem, right? You know, throwing, I, I got it. You threw powers under the bus because you didn't want the Soviets to know. Okay. At a certain point, could you have redacted that? Yeah, you could have. Did they? No. So... It's, you have to understand, it, it, it's a slippery slope, right? And I get that we want to protect our information. We want to put information out there where there's some propaganda. We could look at, let's go back to the Cold War era. Ronald Reagan telling us, hey, we got Star Wars, right? So this crazy movie comes out in 79. Next thing we have this Star Wars anti-ballistic missile system lasers that can shoot missiles out of the sky. <laughs> Soviets fell for that hook, line, and sinker, right? Mm-hmm. We we basically bankrupt the Soviet Union on a concept that we could shoot their missiles out of the sky. Yep. It, it, again, counterintelligence, right? Would, would you say that's, yeah. that's misinformation? Oh, my. Oh, Ronald Reagan gave the American people in the world misinformation on. No, dude. He was playing the party line classic, you know, whether you want to call it propaganda, whether you want to call it freaking counterintelligence, I give a crap what word you want to call it. We sold them that we had technology that we could shoot their stuff out of the sky. 
So, yeah. So, you know, we've done it in the past, understandably. So when it comes to, you know, hiding and testing the things that we are preparing to use eventually for the defense of our country, I, I get it. I get it. So maybe that's one aspect of it. And it could be, it could be, but then, you know, even, even the, the Chinese um, balloons that we shot down and stuff like that, I, I'm not 100% sold on any of that. I don't, I don't know if that wasn't us just doing, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But. Well, I I was just gonna say, who knows The, the, the concept of the, the spy balloon is nothing new. Right. We were doing no. that years ago. Um, but here's the thing. It's not without reason, or you can draw your own conclusions, that it was a Chinese spy balloon. That you let it sure. basically traverse across the United States because look at Biden. He's on the take, right? It it yeah. the yeah. more you the more you unreal this thing, it's like, dude, he is Hook, line, and sinker bought by the Chinese, right? He's probably bought by a lot of other countries as well, but the, the Chinese money train goes to show. So to me, I don't find it far-fetched. Why'd you wait so long? Why'd you let anything? Why, why if you were the commander-in-chief, would you let anything penetrate the sovereign United States? Why would you have the southern border with yeah. all these savages rolling across, right? It, it's just... It's mind-boggling with all that. But on that one there, yeah. Yeah. It's already transmitted its data. It's done. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it it could have been us. It could have been it could have very mm-hmm. well been the Chinese and we're just incompetent because the government doesn't do any hardly anything very well at all. And then, you know, the thing for me was they couldn't find any of the stuff that they shot down, no debris or nothing. Come on. I, I'm just not buying it. And the reason you, you got to ask yourself, okay, if it's not a defense type of Intel that we're trying to guard, you know, and some technology that we're working for, or it's all the above. And it turns out to be a little bit of both mm-hmm. alien technology and us protecting our own secrets. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they tell us? Why wouldn't they tell us? And I think a lot of it is because they think we're idiots. They think we we can't handle it. We're dumb. They're they're in charge. They're the ruling class. We're not the you know we're the the plebs. That that's a lot of stuff that I think has to be factored into this as well. Mm-hmm. I, I just look at current day and where we're at, and with the things that I'm seeing this country do, it's like we're the laughing stock. But I look back in history, we were able to salvage, which this didn't come out for years, a Soviet submarine off the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Right? Why? Yeah. We, We wanted that. We wanted to know what their technology was. We wanted to know what their capability was. And we scooped that bad boy. Now, take the story for what it's worth. Hey, it's supposedly split in half. We only got part. Yes, we officially did uh, a Soviet burial at sea for those guys that we supposedly recovered. Did it break? Did it not? Did we get it all? Who knows, right? Was that <laughs> was that part of the counterintelligence? Who knows? Because when that started leaking out, oh, we got the 129 off the bottom. Well, how'd you guys do that, right? Because now you're starting to open up our secrets on how we knew. And again, I get it. Yeah. I, I don't want the Soviets to know what we know. 
You know, I don't want them to know all this stuff we were doing back in the Cold War. No way. I don't want people to know today. And I got it. It's protecting those secrets. It, that thing probably would have been the size of a paint can if it was at the bottom of the ocean, if it was compromised in any way. I, I think they had that thing intact, brought the whole damn thing up. Oh, yeah. And now you can't find a weather balloon that's an eye shot of the, the shore. People saw it. Yeah. People took pictures of it. Yeah. yeah. And we can't, oh, we can't recover anything. Come on, man. Watch this. The shoot down, right? So I would have, I, I would have more respect. And if I want to say respect, okay, you couldn't find it. All right, you're playing, you're playing your counterintelligence game, right? Or you go, yeah, we got your crap. How about that? Now the problem comes in. Yeah. And this goes back to to what you were saying. Well, if you got it, well, who was it? Right? Was it a ploy? Was it a U.S. ploy to to throw that, a freaking? That's rock a great point. Right? It, you, you just have to take a step back. That's a great point. Yeah. And go because if you recovered it. You would want, you know, the United States government to go, hey, check it out. It was a Chinese spy balloon. Or was it counterintelligence to go, hey, let's get them spun up. But if it was, what's going on that we're not seeing? And I see China stepping all over us. I don't really see us doing anything, right? I, I don't know. Those are the things you got to sit there and, yeah. and, and ponder more to go, all right, if we were to do this great ploy, say it was them play all these things up, let something basically traverse, you know, airspace. How are we diverting, you know, just take a step back. How are we diverting all kinds of commercial air traffic? How are we tracking this thing? How we got no planes running into it? Asking for a friend, you know, yeah. just curious. <laughs> and, and, and then you had that one up by the Great Lakes, which got like a snapshot yeah. of what was that? I don't know. Nobody cared. Right. It, it's just, <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. At you best know, when you kind of step back and look at all this. Yeah. I mean, the less you say, the more answers you have to give when people ask you questions. So I understand that a little bit, but mm -hmm. yeah, I, I general, generally do not uh, believe anything they say, believe the media nope. that to say. And here's another thing too, is the, the size of operation and the clearances that we've had in our past. I mean, we do these things. At our mm -hmm. level, we do them. So why mm -hmm. in the world wouldn't they do it at that humongous scale? Sure. The scale of that intelligence web and mm -hmm. the manipulation and the control of narrative is is vast. It's absolutely oh, yeah. everything that is scripted and said in the mainstream media is absolutely 100% filtered through someone in the intelligence community. Guaranteed it. Guaranteed. But Mark, let's think about it, brother. There is no way that you get all these, and I'll call them propaganda agencies because that's what they are, saying the same exact verbiage. No way. Unless, yeah. unless somebody's saying, this is the dialogue you will say. You will say these words. Yeah. So it. Yeah. that's why I say when it comes to, if you want to say mainstream media, dude, rubbish. I dub it. Yeah. It's basically the government's propaganda machine. They're going to tell you all these lies and tell you all this crap, right? They're going to tell you things like, oh, it's the unvaxxed that's causing all the problems. Hmm. Shocking. Right. Your, your magic poison didn't work, you know, but they're all on board, all preaching the same yeah. thing, you know? Why do you think they only want so many 
huge networks because it's easier to get the information out that you want. Why do you think they don't like all these independents like on the range podcast out there saying things that people are like, yeah, you know, that makes sense too. Hey, we don't get everything right, but it's, it's the marketplace of ideas. It's that pool of getting information and collecting it and being and trusting who you're hearing it from that they don't like. That's why you have the AP. That's why you have three or four major networks because all of them get it and they filter down into the regions and everybody's saying the exact same thing. Well, it, it's no different than the Soviets in state TV, right? They're going to push out right. whatever whatever narrative wants to get pushed out. So let's look at it this way on the range podcast. <laughs> We've got the protection of the Constitution of the United States to say whatever we want. We could be totally off. We could be totally wrong. I can sit there and oh, look out yep. my window and go, hey, the sky's purple. Well, somebody would say, well, Rick, that's misinformation. Well, it's my opinion. Maybe I got cataracts. Maybe my vision's going. Maybe I got tinted glasses. I, it doesn't matter, right? This whole concept, and that's why I had to stop you when you said inf- misinformation, because personally, I'm tired mm. of it. That That's the the buzzword for someone's opinion. And we, we mentioned it earlier. Why are we changing words? Well, we're changing words so that people think that, oh, well, Rick said this. Well, that's that's just misinformation. That's my it's my opinion. I can say what I want. It is constitutionally guaranteed for me to say what I want. And we're starting to lose that as a country. We're starting to, you know, let's think about it. There was a time and place that these news agencies were kind of, I hate to say it, an unofficial checks and balance of the government. Right? Hey, what's going oh, on for here? Sure. What's going on here? Hmm. Let's think about this little building called Watergate. Hmm. What happened there? Some people sit, found some information, did some digging. Next thing you know, Tricky Dick's going, I am not a crook, but I'm going to take a step out. And, you know, I got bigger and better things to do. Okay, cool. So, you know, when you look at current day, why is no one digging into Biden and what's going on? Why is no one truly trying to get to, hey, man, what's going on? It's slowly starting to come out, but mainstream's not putting it out. I mean, I was I was shocked, absolutely shocked when CNN was like, Trump was right. I was like, good God, man. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd this one, where'd this yeah. one come from? Oh. Right? Yeah. I'm super, super surprised that they put out or they're going to release the, but I had to go to court uh, Epstein's list. Super surprised, but they were under a court order. They had to. So, yeah. Why? I, I don't know. It, why? Why wouldn't I don't you? Know. Again, right? You, you got. I don't know. Why are you protecting pedos? I care less where you're sitting at. I don't care if you're the top dog. If you're a pedo, well, which he is, because go read his daughter's freaking journal that was left somewhere, right? It, dude, be gone with you, right? Why are we trying to protect these pedos? Why are we trying to change names? Why are we trying to do it? it it's like you take a step back. And it's the total decay of any type of morality in society. At what point would you say doing anything to a child is okay? Have you lost your ever-loving mind? Yet, they all seem to be on board. So you got to step back and go, all right, what was Epstein peddling? Or who's he peddling for, right? Or what, what dirt was he trying to put on people to control what? It, asking Dude, there, for a friend. there is no way 
there is no way the Intel community did not know everything about that. There's absolutely no way. Think about it. it, it, Think think about it, Mark. I know. There's no way. If I've got dirt on you, right, I pretty much own you, especially if you're having sex with with Mm -hmm. minors and God knows what age, right? I mean, when when you step back and look at this thing and you really start digging in Epstein, okay, you can sit there and go, oh, dude. right? And 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 I'm not just information I've collected from different things, right? Oprah had her hand in it. Disney had their hand in it. You know, and they were being facilitators. Hmm. Why? Well, what dirt do they have on those guys? Right? Like everything's just, you got to sit there and go, makes absolutely zero sense. And then for people to balk and go, oh, we don't want to give you the information. Why? What are you afraid of? Who's on it? Yeah. I mean, how long have we, have we had yeah. Maxwell's and, info, right? And that stuff ain't coming out. You know, the old client and list. Dude, that's a monumental task. That's a monumental task to keep that stuff under wraps. Well. that That's look, not easy. How long did, how long was old Hunter's laptop under wraps? Oh, we can't find yeah. it. Yeah. Right? It, yep. it, it's playing the shell game. But eventually, depending who's got access to the info, it's just a matter of time. So I guarantee, yeah. you know, hey, we're going to subpoena the list. Ugh. There'll be a magical fire or a magical flood or a magical something. Oh, it was in Maui. It, who knows, right? They'll come up with some craziness. But it's all just manipulation. And it's all control. Yeah. And it's all power. And you look at these politicians. How do you get, what, 170000 $180,000 a year and be a multimillionaire. Ask yourself yeah. that one. You well, know? I'm glad, I'm glad that we talked about this piece of the UAPs as they say now, Rick, nope. the, we're going to call them UFOs. We're gonna stick, I, I'm with the, I'm a UFO guy. Yep. Yeah. Stick with it. Yeah. Don't, so, so we can get that out of the way because this type, this type of, information control, this type of theater, this type of, of, uh, you know, like we said, the possibility of, you know, creating these circumstances where these stories come out in the fashion that they want. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big piece of it. So I'm glad we kind of got that out of the way. I think, you know, we'll talk more about the individual sightings about the, uh, the uh, whistleblowers and get into mm-hmm. Bob Lazar a little bit more. Cause he's, he's got a fascinating story that he's been telling for a long time, you know, Super, super excited about it. it's a lot. It's a fun topic, and then we'll start getting into what we think a lot of this is. Um, but I'm fascinated by it because um, I, I think you hit hit a good point on it when you said everybody's got these uh, cameras in their pockets now, so they had to come up with some way of delivering this stuff um, mm-hmm. once that started coming out because now they're they have TV shows about them. Yeah, TV shows about them all the time about people ca- catching stuff on camera. So yeah, anyway, but it's good to be back. We yep, had a little bit of, you know, I, I'd mentioned in the newsletter from uh, kellydefense.com newsletter, you know, we had some life things occur here mm-hmm. in both spaces that had to be handled. And um, yeah, so, but we're, you know, we're working through them like everybody else and we're going to be, be back putting some shows out. I know you got some words of wisdom on the shelf that you want to push out. Oh yeah, buddy. And uh, we had to get, we got the book out. Yeah. The new year's coming up. And mm-hmm. I think the next episode we're going to talk about is, um, Unless you want to go in, you know what? Let's get let's save this for the patrons, for the crew members, for the mm-hmm. special content, and then we'll put an episode out talking after they get it uh, exclusive to them. But yeah, uh, yeah man, 
UFOs, brother. Hey, it's it's a great piece of our American history. So yeah, we'll we'll dig yeah. more. We'll dig more, get some more uh, info out there, and let you, the listener, make your own educated decisions. Because <laughs> that's, right. that, that's what it is. That's no, right. Anything that's coming out from mainstream, dude, you, you got to sit there and double check because it's fascinating. It, it's fascinating. Well, it's fascinating, you, but anything coming out of mainstream media, let's just say, is suspect. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. For sure. And, you know, the thing is, is you start to hear some of these people with these incredible stories and you start taking a look at them and they're like, oh, this guy's pretty legit, man. I don't, I don't know mm -hmm. why, uh, why I wouldn't believe him. Okay. So, yeah, man. Anyway, great show, buddy. Uh, let's do it again soon. Crew you know members, what? stand by because the show continues just for you over at patreon.com forward slash on the range podcast on the crew members page. Let's do it again soon, Rick. You know, buddy. All right, see you crew members in a second.